0: This is Jess Halliday for Food Navigator. The COP15 climate talks are well underway in Copenhagen and the outcome of these discussions will have a very strong bearing on food and agriculture all around the globe. On the line I have Tom Knutsen, who's the CEO of Denisco. Now Tom, thanks very much for joining me. You're in Copenhagen I understand.
1: Yes, we're headquartered here in Copenhagen so we're close to the COP15 meeting.
0: So, if in your view, for the food sector, uh, what is the most? What are the most important outcomes that the talks really must achieve?
1: Well, I think I speak on behalf of the food sector, but also many other industries. When when saying that, to me, the most important uh, important part of the outcome is to have a global agreement, to have a combination of political agreement that will be transformed into actual regulations or rules so we can compete on an even playing field globally.
0: So we're just a few days into the talks now. Are there signs that this will be properly addressed?
1: I think it's uh I think it's very hard to gauge uh, uh because there are so many uh, dialogues and sessions uh, taking place what I do sense though is a huge commitment whether it's from business or NGOs or the politicians etc that I really believe that there is a strong strong aspiration to uh, to have a good outcome of the of the COP15 meeting so in that sense I'm optimistic but in reality I guess we will have to wait till next week
0: so, do you think there have been uh, some distractions along the way? For example, all the discussions around the the climate gate leak um, has that stood in the way of, uh, of the really important discussions, in your view?
1: I mean, I observe that as uh, as many others do. Uh, you know, it's to me it's, it's it's hard to differentiate between what is actually a planned way of creating a dialogue and what is happening in the in the formal sessions. What I what I think is the positive outcome of the leak, if I may say so, is that it really highlights the necessity to find a balanced solution between the developed world and the developing world. And the sooner that becomes an open discussion, the better, because that is, of course, one of the, one of the challenges that the politicians meet next week. And So I think it, it, it accommodates uh, the good and open dialogue, and uh, how much is press and how much is reality is a little bit hard to see.
0: Now, just today, some lobbying by Business Europe has come to light. Uh, they're not really on board with the high targets of thirty percent reduction in emissions. Is this is this view helpful?
1: Well, I think it's it's uh, it's always a dangerous thing when these percentage numbers are, are used back and forth. Uh, uh, you know, Business Europe. Uh, I would say, as a business leader in Europe, uh, representing a company in NISCO doing uh, doing global business, that I'm actually in favour of pretty firm commitments of a firm regulatory environment that has global reach and then allows the market mechanisms to actually come with those green technology solutions, those sustainable products, supply chain, what have you, that makes us meet the targets. And I think the politicians should be ambitious. Now, they just need to be ambitious on a global scale. And maybe that's where the EU viewpoint balance uh, who gives what the when in this negotiation process so so let's see if uh, where we are in a week's time
0: great well thank you very much for joining us Tom I know that uh, as we will be you'll be watching how the talks unroll very closely
1: absolutely we'll be following this very very close
0: tune in for another industry podcast from Food Navigator